This is As of Late Podcast. It's your boy Titus, and we got Bill My John, formerly known as Matrix P, up in this thing. What's up, brother? What's up? How you doing? How you Chillin', doing? Chilling, man. Chilling. <laughs> Welcome aboard, my friend. Man, I'm, thank you for having me. I should man. say my long distance cousin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> 30 minutes down the road. <laughs> yep. All day, well. Yeah, man. Might be related. I swear. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. You never know. Them hearts, you know, they go man. down there in Belmont, man. Man, everybody related in Belmont. <laughs> mm-hmm. I looked it up, though. Like, I asked, I asked my pops. We're going to get into that later because okay. I'd have to look it up. <laughs> but you never know down the line dealing mm-hmm. with um how how small Belmont is. Yeah. It's always because we get that to the degree even with Charlotte. Yeah. And you yeah. probably know that where somewhere down the line you know somebody that knows somebody mm-hmm. that is is related in some form or fashion. Yeah. And so I would imagine um it would be the same with Belmont. Yeah. How was it um growing up in what we call like our cousin our cousin city belmont mm-hmm. um being right beside charlotte having that uh scenery but then at the same time you're one of those few um people like my boy rod when it comes to concord that i know is doing his thing and is claiming this is for the city that i'm from yeah. like you know like it's it's not too many people some of those people as you know will come from belmont mm-hmm. they'll claim charlotte yeah because that's the bigger that's the bigger thing or yeah. like my boy like he's from concord he claims con city and like yeah. you know yeah. he he doesn't claim charlotte like he loves charlotte but at the same time this is for belmont this is for concord yeah. and stuff like that so is it an added pressure to to you in a sense of like i feel like um because as ain't nobody really came out of belmont yeah in, in that fashion that I feel like you can uh, it's, it's not a pressure It's just It's it's really easy really Cause, cause it's like nobody has done it So it's like it's, it's I don't know It's like if I fail I just I fail really It's mm. not like it's no Everybody's like counting on me to do it But they just love that I do it and Yeah, like, yeah. They like man we got somebody You know rapping so when I come around the city And stuff like that they you know People playing my music and stuff like that. That's that's really all I wanted in the beginning. I was like, I yeah. just want my city to play my music. Word. So yeah, yeah. I so think that's, that's why what I go so hard. Wants. You know, I go so hard for Belmont because mm-hmm. they actually did that. Now, if I, I can't say if I that I started out with that goal and I came back and they wasn't playing my music and but they was rocking with me in Charlotte, it'd be like, man. Fuck Belmont. <laughs> That's the case a lot of the time. You know, um, some people in a lot of cases where they'll they'll come from a city and the, the city may not. I don't think it would be like that. As sooner or later, it would be like a Drake situation where they gonna play your music, like because yeah. I feel like in the beginning stages, Cats in Toronto. I remember this, like Cats in Toronto when Drake first came out. Mm-hmm. Cats in Toronto was like, oh, like we ain't unless they were like females, like yeah. females was claiming them, but like some of them real Cats in Toronto, mm-hmm. like unless they were like a part of the the movement of OVO, they were trying to be like, oh, Drake is in Toronto, yo, like. Uh, like the OVO Like that We don't do that Singing stuff here yo. Yeah. But then when that nigga Skyrocketed mm-hmm. They were like Oh sh- yeah He opened the doors bro Like also, yeah, You know yeah. Everybody listening To his stuff now And so I feel like Sooner or later Even if cats were Trying not to like Claim you Like they would be like How it is with the baby Yeah Where it's like yeah. You can't Discredit the doors That this man has opened mm-hmm. Yeah and So I tell yeah. people The same thing with him Cause a lot of people He gets a lot of ridicule For what he does And like um, being someone that um, you know is claiming Charlotte, he wasn't born and raised in Charlotte, yeah. but he claims Charlotte. You know, I I, I put him up there because yeah. he opened avenues and lanes that had not been open yet. Yeah, it, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but, so, what were you saying? Oh yeah, I was just saying most definitely because you know he 
it's, it's just different. I don't think Charlotte has seen that anybody on that on that like level. Like not on that level, you know, man. Yeah, because you have the big the big artists in Charlotte, and you got people moving in Charlotte, like people underground movement. And oh, the underground movement is people. it's it's like UGK. Yeah. When I say UGK, in a sense, it's a lot of underground kings mm-hmm. out here. It's a lot of underground legends. I yeah. mean, you got VVG, you got yeah. Dag on. Elevator J, like yeah. I'm not gonna start naming because no, it's 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 too many, one, you know. Yeah. I feel like Cuzzo has like I tell Cuzzo all the time, he has a potential to like I, I compare it to like Charlotte's like version of like currency, mm-hmm. like how yeah, playalistic he can. Like he has the potential to take it to a whole nother level. Yeah, like yeah, his, most definitely. And yeah. so um it's so many um legends in their own right that's been doing it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And um like yourself, like you've been doing it for a minute and I've liked the transition. Um with like with Cuzzo, like I've seen both of y'all built up to like yeah. the growth from like the starts of Matrix P and and um now you're you're transitioning into <clears throat> Bell My John, yeah. changing the name to Bell My John, which is it's always been in your heart. Oh, that always, always, <laughs> it's yeah. just it's just a different name change. But the beginning stages up until now, I feel like it's a certain level and I was talking to Makeda about this as well. I feel like even though you guys have been doing music for a minute, mm-hmm. I feel like you you are in a season where you are really like, like yeah. you put the jacket on. Mm-hmm. Like you're comfortable. You know how you want to sound. Because yeah. you know it takes a musician or an artist a couple years to know, not yeah. only know the sound they want for themselves, but mm-hmm. being comfortable hearing themselves talk yeah. and rap and stuff like that. A lot of artists hate their voice. And and takes them years yeah. to get like used to it. I know artists that are big and they still like Wale, like he still is like, I still hate my voice. Yeah. Like yeah. he never got used to it, <laughs> but he just knew he was passionate about something and continued to do it. Yeah. And so I feel like even though um you've been doing the music for a minute, I feel like you you like this is a level to where like you're transitioning the next body of work is gonna be amazing. Because like I feel like you're finally comfortable enough to where like everything is matching up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a long time coming, man. I, I sounded like a little bit of everybody when I first started. Mm. Like, so I started like just playing around with the music uh, in college and stuff like that. And I had, I ain't have no mic. I had a headset with a mic on. <laughs> so I was up there on uh, what it was it Audacity. <laughs> okay, yeah, I remember Audacity it was free, man. And yeah. I was up there recording on Audacity, but mm. I was sounding like so back in that day. I was doing all the. Uh, the futuristic stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm singing, but I'm trying to sound like J Money and Young LA. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's all like sauce and stuff. I'm singing sauce and yeah. all this stuff. I was listening to that the other day. I was like, well, what was that? Mm-hmm. But you were on the way. Yeah, you I was on the way. But on. then it was like, I was like, I want to be a rapper, to rapper. Mm. So, but then I started sounding like, like Wale. Really, mm. I, I started because I it was like whatever I was listening to. That's what I was starting to sound like. So I was yeah. big on Wale and stuff like that. So I started sounding like Wale. Mm. Then after that, it was, uh, it, it started to, because my uncle, he always said, man, why don't you sing more? He was like, you, mm. you know you can sing. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm all right. I can hold a tune. He was like, yeah. I tell people, my, my mama think I can sing. But, <laughs> but other than that, I was like, mm, I don't know. I said, I'll try it. And then, so it was like the more I sung, the more Southern it it sounded. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I said, all right. I said, this. And then I was already, I've been listening to Southern music, uh, Outkast and UGK, yeah. A-Ball, MJG, all that. Them. So I've been listening to it. So it, it just, it, and it, but it felt so easy. And it, so it was, it, well, I wouldn't say easy. I just say natural. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I was you like, knew this was it. Like I was this. like, 
man, I was like, that song came together good. I was like, okay, so I said, let me try it again. Mm -hmm. So I do something different, but in that same, like, southern vein, mm -hmm. and it, 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 it started like, clicking. Yes, and so when I was putting out the other stuff that was like, when I was sounding like Wale or when I was sounding like, uh, like J Money and all them. People like oh, okay, Jay, yo, shout out to J Money, yeah, man. You one of the rare well, people on here that's like saying like you want to sound like J Money. But J Money, people don't understand. Dude, like yo, I, I still to to listen shows. to J Money. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I used to go to his shows and everything, man. Like I was mm -hmm. a big J Money uh, fan. Yeah, I think you're the first one that brought that and brought him up, J Money. Yeah, first name, last name, mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. But yeah. uh, after that, like, I, like people would listen to it, but they would be like. Oh, okay, you doing music? Okay, like that's what I up. see. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's up. I see what you're doing. <laughs> but then when I put out Country Woodstock, Country Woodstock was like my first album, pretty much on my southern southern style. Like I, I used to do certain songs and stuff on uh, mixtapes and stuff like mm -hmm. that, and it would be about the country. And then I, I went back and listened to some of the songs. I was like, those songs were the ones on the that people liked on each each tape or whatever. So. Mm -hmm. I put out Country Woodstock, and so you went back to the drawing boards in a sense. Yeah, you, you looked at what what songs am I getting the most attention? Are people vibing with the most? Mm -hmm. And I think I'm a vibe with this. Yeah, and yeah. I think it was a natural flow, like as you were saying. Um, it wasn't forced because I feel like your your natural flow is that. Yeah, is is yeah. Is, is, is doing that in that kind of style in that kind of form. And I think in the beginning uh, stages, this is just me from the outside looking in. I feel like the beginning stages of what you were trying to create, it came with some confusion because mm -hmm. you're a multi-talented person yeah. in the sense of you can not just, you're not just um, melodic, like, you know, using auto-tune. Like, mm -hmm. you can actually sing. You can actually hold a tune without auto-tune. Yeah, and so a lot of people, a lot of people can't do that. And yeah. then you can actually rap. Yeah. And so I feel like you were, you were in a crossroads of like, how do I add all this shit in my head mm -hmm. to sound good and be able to balance it out? Because I want to show y'all I can do all of this, yeah. but I want it to sound right. Mm -hmm. Or do I want to just go all the way with singing mm -hmm. or all the way with rap? I'm and still I feel like that yeah. like I feel that. like a lot of people like yeah. yourself are, are stuck in a mix like Drake was like that. Yeah. Drake's still like that. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people yeah. to this day are be like, he can Drake can do a versus 20, 20 20 um, tracks of just melodic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or he can do 20 of the hardest verses like mm -hmm. of just him just on hard 16s. Yeah. And so like I feel like he had to get to a level where it's just like, you know what? I'm blessed. I'm just yeah. like like look at it as a blessing because like a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. You can fit different lanes. And I feel like that's like I would compare you to like um and you know, no disrespect at all, but um, you know, um you, you mentioned like outcasts, like part mm -hmm. of that goody mob type of those type of cats came from that. If you notice, a yeah. lot of them, not just uh, CeeLo, but Andre, big boy, like they all are kind of like that. Yeah. They all can mix in with the melodic and with the at the 16s mm -hmm. if they want to. Just some yeah. of them do more cater to the C like big boy caters more to the 16, but big yeah. boy can hold a melodic tune himself. Yeah. Daggone Andre can hold a melodic tune himself. Mm -hmm. He did it. Like we've seen him do it with prototype. And CeeLo's just a unicorn. CeeLo can like that dude's out of this Yeah, world. he's he's out of his freaking mind with that stuff. But you you remind me of a of a cloth cut from that in yeah. that sense. I appreciate so. that. I swear I appreciate that. Yeah man. man. It's yeah, like I said, it's a long time coming, man, trying to and I still I'm still not where I wanna be. You know, I still feel like I can go even higher or 
You write your own stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and but that and that's the best part. So would you tell me. me if you didn't? Huh? I, was like, <laughs> I was like, would you tell I me? I would. Like, so, uh, like for you know, people songs, sensitive about that stuff. Certain songs I get like ideas from, like my so my cousin Daniel, like he used to rap with me, like so we that's who I started out rapping with in mm-hmm. uh, high school. His dad, he's a gospel singer, so he my uncle who which told me who I uh, he told me I need to start singing. Mm-hmm. He has he's he's a singer, so he got all the studio equipment and he was like, yeah, y'all can go in there and play with. So we in there from, I think we went in there like nine o'clock at night and then come out to like eight in the morning. Wow. And we was just in there just rapping over people's beats and stuff like that. So, and then we put them on a, a CD and we were selling them in school. Mm. So, <laughs> so uh, but he he stopped rapping or whatever, but I just I just kept it going. Because How old I, were you around this time? Uh, 17. 17, okay. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, that's Junior. when I caught the bug for it. But then, like, when I went off to college, I was like, nah, I ain't dealing with it no more because I was playing ball and stuff like that. So I was like, but then when I, mm. like, later on there in college, that's when I was like, nah, I'm going to try it again. Mm. But, what made you reemerge into, like, let's let's not, it's so much, you like a fine wine, bro. It's so much good <laughs> stuff that we that we can get into, man. We didn't even talk about you busting heads on the field. Oh, yeah. but, <laughs> like, like, what school like, did you go to, uh, man? What high school, tell, tell, like, shout out to high school and then the transition into college. Like, uh, I went to South Point. South Belmont, Point, yeah, okay. State champions. Head, you know. head buses out there. <laughs> we used to call y'all, like, I used to, because uh, we used to see y'all on Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. You yeah, know that. Football Friday night. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. All the niggas know. You know <laughs> every North Carolina people know that. Like, yeah. the Football Friday night thing. Like, we watched the mm-hmm. highlights of the different teams. And y'all were like the independence version of Dag on Belmont, Man. bro. Like, y'all were shutting stuff down. Yeah, we, was, we was killing mm-hmm. folks. My, and, and my dad used to always talk about y'all as yeah. well. He was like, yeah, man, they always had a pretty decent team. Like, Man, we was uh-huh. killing people. Bro. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, South Point. And then I went to college. I played at West Carolina. Mm, that's what's up. Yeah. yeah. And it Some was, head buses out there too. Yeah, but it, we didn't. We wasn't good. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> South Point, that was. That was. That's surprising because I know a lot of people, um, especially around my age, my age range, um, that went to Western Carolina. That was some really talented, yeah. like oh, it, really it, the talented players. Have always right? been there. It's like, mm-hmm. but it's like either we have the players. And the coaches was off, or we mm-hmm. have the coaches and the players. It's never been in unison. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's never been, been. They could never get it together, and it's a hard place to recruit. I know mm-hmm. because it's it's in Colorway. Ain't nothing in Colorway. Yeah, but Colorway. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a fact. But at the same time, like I said, a lot of I be I would go to those championship games like for high schools mm-hmm. and four, three, five recruits. Yeah. Western Carolina, Western mm-hmm. Carolina, West, every year Western Carolina. Yeah. So I'm like, man, like what's, that's what made me like look them up because I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, where's Western Carolina at? Yeah. And like and like you said, like they out there, but at the same time, I mean, look at Clemson. Yeah. Ain't nothing out there but Clemson. Like, yeah. but it comes back to like like you said, um, I guess stuff not just being in unison, mm-hmm. like because the players been out there. Um, it just it takes really the the coaching and and you know you got to believe that yeah. like that that culture. Because the track team, they they always killing. Like mm. they win national championships, uh, conference championships. My boy Nick, he got all kind of rings and stuff like that. He ran a hundred, and so it's like they always. But like they coaching, it, it, they had that coaching and that that mm. discipline. We didn't have that discipline. It was like the coaches would come in with no discipline, or they'd come in with too much discipline. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like they would turn people off. They it was never a middle ground of discipline and good coaching. You know? Yeah. 
Probably because one was probably getting fired and looking at what mm-hmm. the person did to get fired and then just be like, okay, well, I got to do extra yeah. of that. You know, just like not being themselves. But, um, yeah, that goes a lot into, like, I ask people like yourself who comes from, like, an athletic background, um, does that competitive nature still fit into who you are as an artist? Oh, in most a sense? definitely, man. I was, uh, like, even when it comes to shows and stuff, like, and that's what made me fall in love with performing, too, because... I felt that same feeling I did do when I, I'm on kickoff team before mm. the, the first kickoff. I'm sitting on kickoff team and I got that butterfly because yes. I don't know what's what's about to happen. I could just snort a gunpowder. Yeah, man. man. <laughs> like, like it's about to go Be down when go, I go down. Bro, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. I might get knocked out, but I'm, I'm going to go down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like when I get before I get on stage, I get that feeling. And that first time I felt that, it was like, oh, oh yeah, I need this. I need mm. I need more. I need more. So I, yeah. it got helped those me with the music. Yeah. It, it, it helped me a lot with the music because I'm like, I need to make better music so I can get more shows. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but man, it, it's it's all been working together though. Yeah. I slowed down a lot on shows. I used to be here and everywhere, mm-hmm. but, but now I'm I'm chilling now. Yeah, I started thinking about that too because I was just like, um, I was like, man, like you know what? I feel like before we actually formally met. I was like, man, I feel like I've seen this dude somewhere before, man. I, I used to be and everywhere. I started thinking about it. Like, yeah, I seen I've seen you perform at shows. Mm-hmm. Like, but you did take a hiatus. Yeah. Like what was the reasoning behind that? Was it to get your, your mental right? Was it I want to I wanna I've been doing these shows for a minute. Did you feel like it was no progress? Like, did you feel like you just needed to take a break and just reformat how you wanted to do certain things? Mm, because I, it, I remember that, like, yeah. your face was like, before I actually formally talked to you, I was like, I've seen this dude somewhere. Yeah. And then I seen an old clip of something. It was like some performance and you were in it. It was like 2000, it was like 2000, like, <laughs> yeah. like 13 or something yeah. like that. And I was like, man, because it was back in the day, like, like, Cuzzo used to have dreads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, it was back in the day. I was like, that's where I seen this dude from, man. And yeah. I was like, but you took a gap, you took mm-hmm. a gap, and, and took that break. So I always wonder. I was like, "Well, I have you on here to ask now." Was it because, like, was it some mental? Was it just like I need to cool out? I want to reform? Like, no, no, it was family, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started. I got married. Uh, That'll do it. Yeah, do it started again. having kids and stuff like that. That'll so, also do it. Yeah. So it was like I had to. I kind of slowed down. I was still making music, but I just wasn't out and about because usually. So I used to get on shows by just being everywhere. Like mm-hmm. I used to. That's how I first got on shows. I, with my Belmont shirt, so everybody knew me mm-hmm. from, oh, you the old boy with, that I always wear a Belmont shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how I met Cuzzo, too. Because Cuzzo uh, thought I was from Belmont Road in Davidson. So he, was, <laughs> he, said, he was like, oh, you said you from Belmont? I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. He said, oh, Davidson? I was like, nah, Belmont, North Carolina, like mm-hmm. down the road. He was like, oh, okay. So we started chopping it up. <laughs> you sound just like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Shout out cousin. Man. Yeah, that's my dog right there. So we 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 just chopped it up and like we've been we've been partners ever since then, since he said, oh, You from Bell? <laughs> like mm-hmm. but we we've been thick and thieves since then though. But that's what's up. That's a good dude. Yeah, that's a real good dude, man. And he like I always tell people like he's the first person who embraced me coming across because I, I tell people the the uh what is that? The Catawba, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like the Atlantic, but mm-hmm. people don't want to come across that bridge. Like I can't. It's hard for me to get Belmont people to come to my shows because mm. they treat that that bridge. I don't know what it is about that bridge, but they don't want to come over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as I came across across that bridge, man, and I went to the underground. That's when I met them in the underground back Word. on Monroe. Yeah. That's that was the stomping ground right there. That was all oh, that's development right there. Yeah, yeah man. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, a lot of people forget about that. Man, like the underground was. It's not. It's not how it used to be. <clears throat> no. Like they, they, they still cater to. I feel like back then they catered a lot more to people that was actually in the community. Yeah. And not just the mainstream artists. Yeah. I feel like they slowed down um, the showcases and stuff they were doing for main for um, local local talent mm-hmm. underground. Um, Oh, you're talking about you talking about the underground. You talking about Monroe Road? Yeah, never mind. Yeah, that, that, that's I thought you were talking about because you know oh, the no. one near Fillmore used to do that as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they, yeah, used they used to cater. Hotel. Yeah, they used to cater, and they they still do, but it's strictly mainliners now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where when it first opened up, um, they were good at that. Mm-hmm. They were good at like having showcases for talent and stuff like that. Um, to where they would let local acts get on. Yeah. And sometimes even with the mainliners, a lot of those local acts could end up being if they were good on that showcases the for the um the main like if they were good for the showcases that Underground was doing, yeah. they would let them dag on mm-hmm. like um be the openers for the mainliners and stuff at Underground. Yeah. But that underground, <laughs> that other one you talk about, Ooh, yeah, that, that time, one bro. is like the daggone tunnel for Man. New York City. Like that was a lot of like all the greats have gone through there, like yeah, Danero, like, all those cats. I like to tell people, like this is my flicks. Like uh, <laughs> I was the first person to perform at the first underground event. What? So, yeah, in, oh yeah, wow. it was outside, and it was on like the uh, they had like a little porch area. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I was like the first name on the thing, and I came up and I did a couple songs. But then that's when I found out so I have a song called Nostalgia. That's when I, but and so nostalgia was really like my first song, going all the way into the country, like my southern singing, all that, and so I was like, man, let me just try it out up here because it's open mic. Let me try it out, see how people like it. Because mm-hmm. the thing at the underground was called MFGD, and if you go up there, they be like, do you like them? Say, uh, motherfucker, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> like if you don't, you know, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I did nostalgia, and after I like. I felt that chill, like, because everybody just started coming close to the stage. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, wave your hand. And everybody was doing everything I was telling them to do. Right? Yeah. And I was like, You start feeling that energy coming I said, in. What? I was like, What is this? And then when I got off stage, uh, Tiz was like, That song was crazy. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, Well, every time you come here, do that song. <laughs> so I would do that song so much where everybody knew the words. And Word. then, so uh, we ended up doing, uh, I, I still, I can put that clip up too. Oh, uh, we, we did play a mate, mm. so it was me, Cuzzo, uh, Buddy Cuz, and Elevator Buddy Stadium Cuz. P. We, all, <laughs> we used to be in a group called Country Club, mm, yeah. so uh, we all did play a mate, uh, like a performance, so but we did it mm. like a it's sort of like a, a mixtape for us. So, uh, say Buddy go first, Cuzzo go next, Stadium go, then I go, then yeah, Elevator. I've seen it, y'all. So, yeah, so yeah. it was like a Y'all all y'all have on like um Yeah, it was back to back. Like it was like no time to breathe. It was like somebody do a song, next music come on, somebody come out, do a song. So we hitting you, it's like we hitting you from every side. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> buddy coming with that that South Carolina, you know, that pimp C type type feel on. Yeah, I've never of, met Buddy Cuz. Oh yeah, buddy, he a good mm-hmm. dude. He a real good. That's but that's he's like, he my, seems like he's a solid dude. Man, based I, off of I mean, he's in that group with y'all. Dude. Man, I, I I tell him like it's not a it's not a Matrix P or Bell My John project if Buddy ain't on there. Word. That's so you can That's love. Yeah, he he's always gonna be on my projects because yeah. he just I don't know. That's he, he got that feel and I need it. He put that energy on that project. So mm-hmm. and he and I know he gonna give me everything he got always. So yeah, but uh, that seems like an organic um, 
with all of those guys, it was organically made. Like yeah. I feel like all you guys outside from making music are and 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 maybe that's probably why I gravitated and um even when it started with like I don't know Elevator like I know Cuzzo, mm-hmm. but just based off the energy from you from Cuzzo, I feel like that's a dude that I can probably like go oh, fishing man. with, that I have a good yeah. conversation with. Yeah, and I would fishing. imagine we it was the fishing. same yeah. with y'all. Like that's how yeah. that camaraderie came musically, because like I would imagine all you guys drink together, mm-hmm. fish together, and that yeah. camaraderie builds that bond. Yeah, he's so. a genuine dude. Yeah. And that's I, I got that same energy from him. I remember the first night I met, like I've been I was knowing uh, like you know, I knew of him, of course, mm. but uh, he came out to. That's when uh, the underground pretty much moved to Apostrophe Lounge, like the MFGD. Mm-hmm. So uh, he came out to me and Cuzzle was performing, and he came out there and he was like, "But what you what you got to do? What you about to do after this?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, I ain't, I ain't about to do shit." Knowing I had to go to the house because I had to work in the morning. <laughs> he was like, "Man, let's go over to Nocturnal." So we went over to uh, at Snug. That's when they had that nocturnal and stuff like that. They, you know, they uh, be out there. Yeah, like shout to Aswell, man. Was, yeah. It was crazy, and that was the same night I met Luke. Mm. And uh, but that night was crazy. I, I didn't get home to probably like four or five o'clock. So, yeah. <laughs> but we just chopped it up so much that night, and we were just chopping it up, all of us. And we just we've been cool ever since, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nocturnal was a freaking error, bro. Like, shout out to Aswell, man. I'm going I'm to have you on the show soon, dude, just to talk about that. Because <laughs> the history that I've known with that man, um, I was just talking to him three days ago. We were talking about um, the first time. Or he was like, he was like a good memory. He put on his thing. He was like, tell me a good memory that you know about me or something mm-hmm. like that. And I thought back. I was like, man, like, I've known this dude since, like, the old Concord days. Like, before, yeah. I seen, like, the idea of, like, nocturnal coming to fruition. Because mm-hmm. he started doing that in his garage. Like, he's, okay. he was doing that. It was really just because um, it used to be a club called the Breakfast Club back in the day. Oh, yeah. I and, like, a lot of cats that he was really involved with the b-boy community. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of my friends were b-boys and, like, pop loggers and stuff like that. We yeah. would go to Aswell's house on Wednesday nights. To um, break dance, just like so it just be, be like a, you get, you get, I ain't doing that. But like <laughs> I know a little bit of technique now, but at the same time, nowhere near like these guys were like they could go to LA type of like okay. talent. Like they yeah. were very talented, and so I would really go there to just like study the game because at mm-hmm. that time I was really dealing with like music management, and so I would go there study the game. Um, I, it, people would go there and DJ, practice DJing. Mm-hmm. Like my boy Optimus Prime, he started DJing and like he would like practice doing his stuff, his sets there. Yeah, and that really begun like the outlet for people to come somewhere to dance, get away. Because mm-hmm. Nocturnal originally was like a b boy thing. Yeah. yeah, then it turned into something crazy when he went to Snub because like just yeah. the atmosphere of like b boy. Old school hip hop type mm-hmm. of flow, cats getting on the mic in the back, yeah, and it just evolved into like this, like crazy nest pool. But it all started in that man's garage. That's, like, that's wild. it's just wild. But he's he's a very like how you talk about with like elevator, like that is a very genuine dude, yeah. like who's been in the city. Like, it's like that. Me. It's that when you meet those guys like the elevators and the loops and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like they just. Like so genuine, man, and people, I guess people think from the outside they were like, "You, yeah, I, I can't talk to this dude." Like, no, they very approachable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but so that's, and even at the height there at, you know, it's like they still, 
keep that that humble. They you know they talk their shit, but yeah, yeah, he seems like a nice dude. Like the the conversation, I've never really had a conversation. Surprisingly enough, with elevator, like I've only only time I've talked to elevator is like. Um, like through Instagram and yeah. just be like briefly, like just also like Definitely fishing stuff or <laughs> I'm trying, I tried, man. Elevator don't, elevator don't mess with us, man. Elevator <laughs> he like a, he like a unicorn he now is. too, though. He like is. he, he, he really like took a break from like, you know, being seen like mm-hmm. that. Like he's still like, I know he's around, but now he's literally like a unicorn. Yeah. Like if, if I see him, like it's very brief, like yeah. it's in the wind or something like that. I don't see him as often, especially when like player made, like came to like a little hiatus mm-hmm. for a minute because of like the whole COVID situation yeah. and everything like that. Um, I think he took a time to like, just like, you know, reflect on some stuff yeah, and, we and do needed, his thing. We, we all so, needed that, man. Yeah. But elevator, it's always. I tell him all the time, like elevator. No, he's always welcome to um, sit sit down, and I would more than happy um, welcome that opportunity. But I think for him, it's just got to be a right time, really. Got time stories for days, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he just like as well. He seems like a genuine dude, mm-hmm. and so that connection we were talking about with you, buddy, cuz him, cuzzo. Uh, it seems like organic. It seems yeah. like organic, which makes the music better as mm-hmm. well. At the end of the day, yeah. So, but. uh that's that snug night. That's when I was going to do nostalgia. So I came up and uh, Vader had me going last, mm-hmm. and I was like, because I did one song and then he had me going last. Like after the second round of songs, we to do our second song. And I came up and I started singing and I looked and cried and everybody like I put like I tell you I pull up the clip, like everybody was singing the song mm. and I was like, oh man, start man. feeling it. I said, this is wild. <laughs> and, and this, like, player made. So, you know, I packed player made. And everybody's out there waving their hands, singing a song and stuff like that. Well, I was like, well, that was my my taste of, uh, <laughs> like, being a rapper. Like really. a vampire like now. A, you, like a, you got the taste yeah, of blood now. It's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a for real rapper out here. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, Inti- this is what yeah. it's about. Yeah. Okay, I feel it. So, I, and I'm still I'm chasing that feeling. I'm still chasing that feeling. Like mm-hmm. that that was that was definitely a high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like in that that high is what really will continue to like. Um, I think every artist is is chasing that. Mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. when it comes to recording. Like um, I had I had an artist that was saying I don't I when I go into my recording I want to make sure that it matches my performing. Yeah. In a sense, like now he. He he does stuff in the booth too. In, in the back in the day, he wasn't having this mind frame of thinking, but he's think he thinks now like, how is this gonna sound mm-hmm. when I record? How is my breath control here? Because I want to yep. be able to rap all of this yeah. well, as opposed to back in his later earlier days, um, he, just, he was just going mm-hmm. to where like when he perform it, he'd be out of breath. Yeah. And so, yeah. is how important is that as well? Especially with you being a singer, like being oh, able man. to like. Make sure everything's right when it comes to the performance, when it comes to the breath control and all. Mm-hmm. I had to learn that. I had to learn to, when I'm recording a song, like, I don't have to say everything right here. Mm. I mm. could I could break it up. Mm. <laughs> like, or everything doesn't have to be said. That was my Achilles heel back in the day when I used to <laughs> I try to get everything Man. in that part. Yeah. Boy, like, and another thing, but another <laughs> Right before that beat uh, try to drop, I'd be like, and another nigga. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. But it's like being a singer, like, singer, uh, I call, I'm a uh, 
creek water hymns. That's what I do. So I, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> creek so, water hymns. Uh, but I'll have time when I'm singing. It helps because I can take that pause and maybe do like a run or something. Mm, yeah, and, you're and right. Singing is like. <laughs> yeah, singing yeah. is like a flow. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, and it, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, with singing, you don't have to say a lot. Mm-hmm. You can say just enough, but they get the point. It's like. Say everything on the hook, maybe. Yeah. And the verse, you know, just kind of crafted around the hook or whatever. But singing is definitely easier than, I wouldn't say it's easier than rapping, but because I'm not a true singer. Mm-hmm. But the true, like, because I have some true singers in my family. Like my cousin Jordan, he's on, like, he's always going to be on one of, on my albums also mm-hmm. doing something. Either he's singing or he's playing the organ playing a piano or mm. he's uh mixing <laughs> he, he does it all so you come from a musical type of family mm-hmm. and he's he's 23 oh wow yeah he's, he's, he's been a minister of music since he was nine years old mm. what yeah. <laughs> at, a, at, at the church dang since he was nine years old getting paid to wow since he was nine years old that dude i call him baby prince <laughs> that sound that sound like some baby prince type stuff man that dude is he, he nine years minister of music at nine years old man Dang. he don't even know he don't even know how good he is oh that's it, scary it, mm. i was like man when he tap in and real life like i am shit then he gonna start going crazy on but mm. I, he did he does gospel music okay but, ain't nothing wrong with that but he he like he writes uh like he'll do a whole album for our church, mm. and he'll have them sounding like Fred Hammond and all that. Wow, like it's, it's mm. crazy. What it's church you guys in? It's crazy. Hood Memorial and, and Hood Memorial. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. Hood <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's in Belmont, where I grew up. In Bookertown somewhere. Yeah, like Bookertown. Is it really? Yeah, in Bookertown. Shout out Bookertown. You think I do about that? You thought I was gonna. <laughs> I told you, man. Yeah. We we come from the we come from Belmont cloth, man. Yes, Pop stag. I told you about my granddad. He he's part of the first black owned um, barbershop in Belmont. Yeah, and so like, well, uh, up on the hill, mm, that white building. Yeah, up on mm, the hill. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so the the like my older brothers, like I said, it's a ten year gap, but they grew up in Belmont. Like yeah. they 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 were kids in Belmont. Like they, they used to. Like go to this dude that would sell bikes and yeah. Uh, actually, my mama live in his house right now. Uh, Word, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. They used to go man, rent bikes yeah. from him and stuff yeah. like that. The bicycle See? man, he was on CNN and everything. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. But they used to get bikes from him and go around the neighborhood and yeah. I missed all of that, but every I know the roots of it. Time right there, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like you were having flashbacks just yeah, like man, because it was like everybody in the hood had a bike. So yeah, because he was like he'll rent the bikes out you. Like you give him something Like you don't have to Give him no money Or nothing like that But you give him Something to hold Like that you need Need back And mm-hmm. you'll, you'll Come back And just bring over. He like man Don't mess it up You know But if you mess The bike up You don't You cut off you can't Yeah no yeah bikes. Can't come back <laughs> But see My grandma knew him Like so he was A pastor at our church Okay So my grandma Like and we Of course we all Knew him and stuff Like that And uh, so when I go Down there He had a big building and he was like, nah, you don't. Because he had bikes on him. He was like, nah, you come here into this building. So I got the good mm. bikes. <laughs> yeah, everybody else was getting the spray painted joints. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. The ones that he just fixed up, the, the rental that bikes. That can run, yeah. Mm-mm, I was mm. getting the. the you uh, getting them 10 speeds over there. Man, I was getting all them. <laughs> that boy was getting the mongooses. <laughs> and he, uh, I'd be like, yeah, my grandma sent me down here to get a bike. He was like, 
who your grandma? I'm like, Miss Vivian? Oh, because it, it was like when you came up to him, it was like, yeah, can I get a bike? He was like, uh, come on, come on, come on over here. He like, mm. yeah, but I said, yeah, Miss uh, Miss Vivian sent me down. You Miss Vivian, come on up here. Come on here, that, that's <laughs> the plug. My, my grandma was a legend, boy. That's what's she, up. She was like, I remember when she passed away, it was like everybody from like the crackheads, everybody was in there. Mm. Like it, it was, it was packed like a young person's. Mm. If you know how, like when young people pass away, the, the, it just be packed. That's how yeah. it was at my grandma. Like, like no seat, no sitting room. Mm. Uh, people yeah. sitting in the choir stand. Wow. Yeah. But, but cause she used to give everybody money. She was like, yeah, just come up here. They'd be like, Miss Vivian, can I get you know get a few dollars? She'd be like, if you you know sweep off my porch and then mm. I give you something like, and even like even it's like you can be the the most thug dude in in, in Belmont or whatever because we we used to have it used to be some crime a little bit of crime mm-hmm. and stuff like that but yeah, it, it's, we it's hoods everywhere now but, like Booger a Booger Town ain't you know yeah yeah but it, it was like spooked down there boy <laughs> it, it wasn't nothing crazy but it was uh but still everybody knew don't walk in Miss Vivian y'all mm-hmm. don't, yeah. don't show that respect man don't they, bring that don't had, bring that over there she had the, like and she wasn't bothering nobody. Like the news came one time and it was it was somebody down the street they were selling drugs or whatever and they was they had a big like you know a big thing going like they to the point where I think the feds came in ended up mm. getting them but yeah uh, the news came over there wanting to interview and my grandma was like I ain't got nothing to say to you <laughs> <laughs> but she knew what was going on she was like get out of my face uh, I ain't no snitch she was like I, I have nothing to say to y'all y'all get on my porch. <laughs> But yeah, she she definitely Miss Vivian wasn't going for it. Vivian, you ain't getting nothing out of me, man. I mean, every the people I know from Belmont, man. Like I said, um, like Stella, uh, Stella Hart, you Mm -hmm. know, the Hart family. um, Even the dudes that's not family related have treated me like family. Like from the people like yourself, like it's a camaraderie Mm -hmm. there. Even the dudes like in the game, like when I was one foot in, one foot out, like the cats, like. So one of the like dudes, he was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like he come to Charlotte. Like, he look out. Like, yeah. homie, like he look out. He come from he come from Belmont to UNCC. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he really was like he was to the point where I thought the dude was like trying to set me up. The nigga, <laughs> the nigga was so like it, like it took me like it took me a while to trust him because yeah. like you know you in a game like that you like man I don't know this dude that you know, yeah it, they it's like, some genuine people but man. he was really like a genuine like I don't know if you I don't know if you ever all watched like a documentary of Frank Matthews. Like Frank Matthews was like a uh, notorious drug dealer back in the day that was from North Carolina and moved yeah. to he moved to um to Brooklyn like Frank Lucas. Yeah. Um but he was bigger than Frank Lucas. Okay. And sold more work cuz he was getting a direct connect as well just like Frank Lucas but it wasn't from um it wasn't from Vietnam I think like how Lucas was getting it from. He was mm-hmm. getting it from somewhere else. But he's one of the rarities that never got found. Like yeah, when oh when man. when stuff was hitting the fan and the feds were closing in on him, he took a plane and got out of here. They they've mm-hmm. never found this dude. This dude's like Carmen San Diego. Like they don't know where he went. But like, look it up. I say that to say yeah, I'm, I'm they they call him the drug dealer with a heart of gold though, because he would leave like fifty thousand in cash trunks, or cats would be on the mad bread. He was mm-hmm. making so much bread. Like when he came up there, <laughs> yeah. like he literally was just coming to put niggas on. Like yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna get mine as long as I get mine. Whatever you owe, bro. I don't, I, that's how much mm-hmm. money I'm getting out here. Like bro, it's, like, it's hard to like kind of snake somebody like that because you like he gonna look out what, what I yeah. got snaking for he gonna give me what I need <laughs> that's how it was like so. they, it, was, it was so many stories of him like like 
cats owing him money, like mm-hmm. fifty thousand, hundred thousand. Like they be trying to pay him back, but he be on such he be on yeah. such a, he wouldn't stay in one place at too long. He be on so so much on the go. Like they be like, yo man, when you want me to give you this money, mm-hmm. man? Be like, man, just keep it if you need it, nigga. Dang on thing. That's how that's how the dude that I'm talking about was from Belmont. Like yeah. he was mad, like to the point where you were like, dang, like. Is this nigga trying to set me up? Uh-huh. Because like he was just too friendly. Yeah, I'm gonna have but to that, that really wasn't when, when these cameras are. I mean, he was really name. a genuine dude though. <laughs> he was a genuine dude. Like I don't know I what don't happened know. to him because like some stuff like I start like getting into some transitional stuff yeah, myself, yeah, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. stuff we kind of went our own separate ways. But uh, I hope he's doing all right, man. I hope he's doing all right because he was a whatever he was doing. A lot of people don't realize that. I mean, your your grandma, God rest her soul, Miss mm-hmm. Vivian, probably realized that, that. Even dudes yeah. that may not be living the best lifestyle still got a heart. Yep. Some of these dudes yep. got good hearts, man. Like all all yeah, these guys that are in the game, one foot in, one foot out. Um, they just trying to feed. They just trying to feed their family, man. Sometimes it's a product of their environment. Mm-hmm. Cats ain't just doing this. Nowadays, some cats are doing this just for fun. Yeah. Like they don't really need the money. They, they, some cats like my brother. Like he's a felon. Like he yeah. could. Like cats couldn't get jobs. Mm-hmm. And then and how can, you gonna yeah. tell me uh, the only job I can get is is working? And I got three kids. And y'all trying to pay me at this time five seventy five an hour. Like, yeah, bro, like, getting it, getting it, so, yeah. And I'm walking past my homie and he is getting it. Man. Like, I'd be a fool. Like, <laughs> but, yes. yeah. Shout out, shout out to the people that know how to transition that, yeah. though. Because, like, you can get lost in the sauce with that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the people that don't judge people. Like, like I said, like your grandmother who uh, can see the potential in somebody. Because yeah. it's, it's so many stories of hustlers becoming entrepreneurs. Man, so. yeah. It, it, it shouldn't be like, it's probably an easier. Transition to go. Some of the best entrepreneurs I know were hustlers somewhere down the line. Cause yeah. them niggas is nice with, with numbers and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. they just could have been accountants. Yeah, like, they're yeah. lawyers, they're CEOs. But I mean, it's a new day and age to where you're seeing that now. Mm-hmm. I feel like even this, even with the industry that um, is music, you know, it's it's a lot of them. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of. Um, CEOs that are that have become came from that kind of cloth and they mm-hmm. you know look at like quality control with P you know yeah. P was in that lifestyle back in the day and he was one foot in one foot out so they come into the game seeing it as an opportunity mm-hmm. and um you know I don't I don't discredit any guy man yeah. that's trying to get themselves out of situations like that get it how you live my boy yeah man <laughs> for sure just you know keep yourself tight out here you know cause sometimes it be it be those one it just be that one move too much mo- too much yeah that 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 every time be the one it'd be the it'd be the one move too much i always see it where it's like that one call where you it'd be outside of the norm that mm-hmm. you what you usually do or and that's you what get a little too greedy you, you wasn't gonna do you like man uh, i need to go to the house man mm-hmm. so I'm telling you, gotta trust on, that intuition yeah, man yeah. i mean for us it's the holy spirit yes, and it, so it, you it gotta yes, he'd be he be trying to he be in the midst even when you're doing crap <laughs> yeah, I, I tell my wife that all the time i be like hey I live, I, my gut don't lie to me, but mm-hmm. I don't like the spirit. I, I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit or whatever. I like it's telling me mm-hmm. to do so and so, and I always go. I always follow that. Like even even with the music, I follow what has been said. Like so, I can be listening to a song and I will be like, like the energy is off on this or something like that. I'm like man, it, it, I was like I, I don't feel it in it. Mm-hmm. And then like after a song is finished, I can, you know, I'm like okay. Maybe I like maybe this, this could be because I'm so I'm I think too much I think way too much when it comes to the music. I was about to say in general or just in the, when it comes to the music. I think in general because mm. 
I've always I've always been a thinker. That's why I've always stayed out of trouble mm. because I've always thought about what everything can lead up to. Mm, yeah, it's like I I'm like I can go this way, but if I go this way, this gonna happen. This gonna happen. This gonna happen. It's like yeah. uh, when the numbers is uh, <laughs> that, that mean where they just do it all over the place. Every time I do pretty much everything, I'm thinking about like, but if I do this, and I'm like. It's gonna happen over here, and you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I'm yeah. just thinking too much all the time. But I don't know what that is. It's, yeah, I think it's like I said. But that's why I go fishing and stuff like that. That's I smoke cigars, so you know, I just to calm myself down. And and uh, so my brother passed away, and I go to his grave, and I just sit there, chop it up with him, and it's mm-hmm. like I'm slowing down. I got it because. I'm going here and there. I got kids. I'm doing that. Sometimes, you know, you got to take time for yourself. Yeah, you, you got go to, crazy, bro. bro. You got to get your mind right, bro. That's why I started back fishing. I, I only yeah. started back fishing probably me and my brother. My brother is like my best friend. Like, that's mm-hmm. my roommate as well. And so I feel like because um, we stopped doing everything around the same time. Like, yeah. I stopped drinking um, about, it'll be two years Next week, man, congratulations! And so I'm, I'm trying to get but, there, man. I mean, it's a process, <laughs> bro. It's a process. I mean, for me, I had to do it. Like yeah. I was telling somebody, I think I was talking to Lute about it. I, every situation that I've been in, where where it was drugs, where it was the game, mm-hmm. God put me in situations where um, there wasn't no other alternative. Yeah. I had, I either had to stop or I was gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like. It was going to the doctor, like they were saying, like, yo, like you got an infection, bro. Like you gotta quit drinking. Yeah. Like you gotta calm down. And the and and the that calming down was just um me being like, All right, when I get out of this, mm-hmm. like God let me know right there, like if I continue to go this route, it's not gonna be an infection next time I'm taking yeah. you out of here. It's gonna be like Nate Dog. Like and I didn't wanna be like Nate because I remember like Nate Dog, like one of the most talented to mm-hmm. me. Um, artist of all time was on his deathbed still asking for Hennessy and it was like man I don't want to be like that yeah. man I want to be yeah. to the point to where like I'm still asking for Hennessy and, and, and going out he was like 46 like yeah. talented one of the most talented singers of all time and so I didn't want to be like that because I feel like I, it was so much that I needed to do but not just for myself but for the kingdom and so mm-hmm. um, with that being said I ended it right there um, same with my brother. He he stopped doing smoking, um, mm-hmm. like for because for him he would drink, but it wasn't as heavy as hectic as it was for me at that time. Yeah, and so for him it was really smoking weed, and mm-hmm. so he was like, man, like I feel you because I was like, man, I ain't never had a time in my life because I started so early, yeah. even when like chasing women and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I ain't never had a season where I didn't have a crutch. Or, like, I wasn't giving it all to him. Yeah. Like, I always had something. Like, whether mm-hmm. it was cigarettes, whether it was, you know, something. Yeah. And I was like, man, I just want to live to where, like, I don't have no crutch but him. Yeah. And I want to yeah. be sober-minded. And he was like, man, you right, bro. Like, I ain't, like, I ain't spent a while. Like, I've had yeah. runs. Yeah. You know, you'll have a run. Like, you have six months here. Mm-hmm. I've had, like, a year here. Um, But not, like, you know. You know, I just ended it. I was like, man, I gave the game like 15, chasing women 15 years. I was like, I'm about to give you 15 years. Yeah, and so yeah. we, we stopped at the same time. And so cool. I say all that to say um, with that transition, we started having to think of other things to do because mm-hmm. I wasn't going out to the club like that no more. Yeah. I wasn't really a club dude I'm anyway. Cool. Like I was a bar guy. I like too. So I, I would go to a bar. <laughs> I still do if a game is on. Mm-hmm. I'm to a level where I, you can have a beer in front of me. I'm fine with that. I yeah. mean, you see me at Snug. Like, yeah. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, be yeah. fine with that. Like I'll have a good time. But um, it took a while to get to that point mm-hmm. because I was like, man, like – 
1800 over there, boy. <laughs> like, and I'd be so nervous. I yeah. suffer from anxiety. And so part of the reason of okay. me having a beer mm-hmm. was to have something in my hand. Cause I ain't like, I was like Ricky Bobby out here. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with my hands in public. You know, it's like, <laughs> I didn't know, put them in my pocket. They're yeah. going to do like this. I, and so. Really? That's, that's, that's crazy. You say that like that. Now that I think about it, that is like, why I feel like when people are out at the bar, they have to have something in hand. Because what, what it's a good socializing you, tool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else do you do with your hands? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then like, like sometimes you look weird putting like I like mm-hmm. I just I came to the comfort to where I was like I'm just gonna be looking weird. Yeah. Like, because like you know because I'll be putting them in my pocket or mm-hmm. be looking weird or like I'll be like this looking like security or something yeah. like that. Like <laughs> I was like man, forget it, man. I'll just be comfortable. Being uncomfortable and, mm-hmm. and 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 now I just I slowed it down to where like now um, I was like all right you're like that because you're not chilling with people that you can talk to yeah and so now I made it a mission to where when I do go out like I make sure it's an event that I love yeah. like I yeah. was going yeah. to a bar and. I didn't care what was going on in the background, mm-hmm. long as long as there was a bar there. Yeah, like I would, I'd have a good time. To where now I'm sober minded. All right, I have to pay attention to what's yeah. going on. Like, what am I here for? Mm-hmm. Like, who who am I here with? This guy's drunk. I don't like. What are you talking about? <laughs> and so like, and then it's not like you know we all get tipsy. It ain't yeah. like you where like I came with you and you my nigga and I yeah. can like talk to you. Um, I don't even know this guy. Like, we yeah. have nothing in common. And so now I make sure if I'm going out, it's with, like, you're there. Or it's mm-hmm. a Skinny J event yeah. where I know I'm going to talk to a bunch of people that I'm really cool with. Mm-hmm. And so that that keeps me to where, like, I'm not antsy like that when yeah. you actually go into events that's meaningful as well. And fishing, you know, like, finding other passions to get my mind. Because, like I said, like, that's just a stepping stone. The The journey is still going on, and, and I'm going to be tested every day. Yeah. You know, that test is, you know, always going to be there. The enemy is always going to mm-hmm. try to find different yeah. ways to get me. And part of that, like how you said, is was fishing, trying to, like, yeah. comfort my soul and, and you know, just find everything, writing, yeah. you know. This, I started this during the pandemic when I stopped. Yeah. And so, like, it just, it started off as just a way to vent, and it continued to build to where it is now. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, this is dope, man. I'm definitely a fan of the podcast. I love podcasts, so, though. Yeah, so. I was a podcast head in general, and I was just like, ain't nobody doing it for Charlotte like that. Yeah. At the time, um, I mean, it's a, it's a like, and I always shout them out, like Jack of All Spades, um, they do their thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the sense of how I wanted to do it anyway, yeah, yeah. like dealing with mental health and really interviewing artists mm-hmm. um, was doing it in that avenue yet. And so I was like, yeah, let me, let me, Cause it's it's a time capsule, bro. Like mm-hmm. it's so much history here, and Charlotte already, and and not just Charlotte, the metropolitan area. Like yeah. what, what we talking with you with Belmont John? Yeah. It's such a overlooked area with so much great talent. To where I was like, I want to make something to where it's a time capsule. Yeah, where people want if they want to know anything to do with the rich culture of this area, whether it's artists, mm-hmm. whether it's entrepreneurs, lawyers, uh, what's going on in this community with zoning. Um, they can look up as of late and be like, okay, like this, I can find out what's, if you want to find out what's going on, mm-hmm. you want to know artists that's going on, listen to this podcast, you'll yeah. be able to find that. And so that was the main reason of doing that. And it yeah. branched off to something like that to where now we got Belmont John up in this piece, man. Yeah, I, sure so, <laughs> I sure do appreciate it, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate you. But going back to where you were saying um, with 
finding levels of just comfort in times where you need it um, to, you know, calm down your mind. You mentioned your your brother's passing and, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes going to the grave to talk to him and, yeah. and um, you know, being able to clear your thoughts, clear your head. You're very transparent, like most artists are when it comes to, you know, letting those things out. Like I was joking, yeah. of course, in the beginning where I was like, you write your own songs. You have to write your own song yeah. with the lyrics that you, the stuff that you be talking about, uh, that's you. Yeah. And so, okay. and one of those things is, you know, talking about the passing of your brother, man. Yeah. And so, like, how, how has that been, how, how has music been in times like that where it's been, like, a therapeutic outlet to where, like, um, when, when you lose somebody like that and then you put it out on wax, was mm -hmm. it, I know, I'm not even going to ask, was it tough? Because, man. like, of course it was tough, but. And that's why I'm. I, I'm taking, I'm not taking a break, but I'm kind of like, I record here and there and stuff like that. Uh, but it's like that project took so much out of me because I, I was, can only imagine. I'm recording, crying, <laughs> doing mm -hmm. this because cause it's still new. It's, he, he passed in 2020. Mm. So it's like still new. And I was in the, uh, like I was writing it during, like he was still alive while I was writing it. So he got to hear some of the songs. So, uh, and one of the songs I have is a Cam song. Uh, that's his. So we used to work together. And, like, so uh, I let him hear the song. He like, oh, man, he said, I like that right there. He mm -hmm. like, well, he said, I'm going to listen to that every day before I go to work. So that's why I named it Cam song. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, so, uh, but just it, just doing that, it, it helped cope. Well, not really. It didn't help cope. It just helped kind of occupy Get my through mind. Get through it. Yeah, occupy my mind because I don't. Hell, I'll be sitting somewhere. I, just, I cry. I don't even care because <laughs> I'm like yeah. I'm not gonna like hold it back because I, I just gotta I gotta feel when I feel it. Hey, if yeah. it hit me, it I hit mean, me, if so. it hits you, it hits you, man. But uh, going down to his grave and stuff that helps a lot because I can go down there. I can chop it up. I can cry. I can smoke my cigar. I can yeah. be chilling. And especially if it's a good day, sometimes I'll be out there sweating like a mug. Still, be out there, <laughs> still be like, well, I listen to music, and if I do, like I remember when my album came out, I went down there. And I played, played the rest yeah, of I it. I just played it and I kicked it for the whole album. I didn't care how hot it was. I was mm. like, just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> smoking yeah. my cigar, just vibing. But I, was, yeah, I know he would have rocked with this. But yeah, uh, yeah that's it, it just helped. It helped a lot, though. Mm. And then his voice is on every song. Mm. So when you hear country hippie rap, that's him. Mm. When you hear uh, Turn That Shit Up, that's him. Because <laughs> so, uh, he did a song. Me and Elevator actually got a song called Lord Have Mercy. And it was like, it's sort of like, it's a song about him. So he was on the song. Mm. He was like doing, and that's where I swear the drunk I ain't God came from. Because <laughs> he actually said that while he was drunk. <laughs> so uh, he like, <clears throat> I, I said, I said, you remember that night we was out and you was acting a fool? I said, yeah, I wrote a song about that. And I want you to come over here and act like you did that night on the song. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had wrote it out for him because he don't remember what he said. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I wrote it out for him. I said, this is everything you said. So I wrote it out for him. So he was up there, like, even the beginning of the song. He, I, I was like, man, uh, I was like, let me drive. He like, ain't nobody driving my car but me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't matter. But, I said, <laughs> but the, the song, just Lord Have Mercy, is about, <clears throat> excuse me, about uh, trying to, just trying to get home. Mm. Try to get home, yeah. and you've been drinking, and. Whoever driving is hitting curves and stuff like that. He, mm -hmm. he, he was, but <laughs> but so I still have that audio, 
from him just going down and talking like saying country. He, well, he, I got the audio for country hippie rap because he used to play football. He was an arena football player. Where? So uh, he he got to the All Star game and they headed in China. Mm. So in China they would come down the line and they would introduce everybody would introduce themselves, but when they he would introduce himself, he would say something different. Mm. So uh, one time they were like uh, he like Cameron Glenn, Belmont, North Carolina. He like uh, hey family or hey y'all how y'all doing? And then one time they came to him, he said uh, Cameron Glenn, Belmont, North Carolina, country hippie rap. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like okay cool. So I put that. So I got that. Uh, footage and I was able to put it on every song because it used to be me saying country hippie rap on like as my tag. Yeah, but now it's him doing it. So it, to have his voice throughout the whole album, it's yeah. fire to me, man. Yeah, man, it's it's beautiful because his spirit is through that whole process yeah. of it, man. Yeah, and it, and it turned out um to be a great body of work because like it. all the you know the pain that went into that and you know I can only imagine. Like them with that because like I just told you about the relationship with me and my brother. He's we had a um you know, cause like I said, he's ten years apart from me, but especially between like the past half decade, I consider yeah. that dude like my best friend. Yes, like I we can. went through a lot of stuff. Like as adults, like yeah. we became cause he was in that life. Like mm -hmm. he was he was doing his thing, he was in the streets. And so like I think we didn't get a chance to really bond like that growing up because of the gap. Yeah. Um, but then once we became adults and put egos aside and stuff like that, like we we realized like we got a lot of similarities and mm -hmm. like like I like I said like he's he's my best friend and yeah. so dealing with situations like that, it's close to my heart because I'd be like man like I can only I can't even imagine a situation yeah. because like that's something like you said you were about to say cope but then you were like well psh, I mean I can't even say cope with that because yeah, like yeah. you that's an everyday <clears throat> process something man, that you're dealing every, with every I miss that dude every second but so yeah. it's like. You you just you learn how to deal with it. Try to balance it out. Yeah, you learn how to deal with it, but you never get over it. Like mm -hmm. uh, that was the worst day of my life. So mm -hmm. I was like, bro, I, I, I deal with it, but yeah, then one day at a yeah. time, man. Yep. I mean, that's the only one way. Second at a time. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just take it take it in strides, you know. But yeah, that's the only. My whole family do. dealing with it too. Like it's it's a lot, but yeah. I mean, he, he was he was like a. A glue to for our family, mm. like he was that dude that everybody loved. So, yeah, you know, yeah it's tough. he connected the tensions <clears throat> and everything and, like that. And because mm. he was so lighthearted, like he was, he was so genuine and like uh, he he knew no stranger really. Mm. Like that dude, he was just. I know people be like when people pass it, like man, he was such a great dude. That when people come, they're like, mm. no. Nah. He is really dude, yeah. Bro. He was a good dude for real. Yeah, like, Cast me <clears throat> having those speeches at your funeral, and you were evil as hell. That guy, yeah, he was not that good. <laughs> yeah. people be going up there live, mm -hmm. like, yeah, dude was kicking those in. That guy, <laughs> but it, it's funny because I so I have a, a cambo every year. I do a flag football game, mm -hmm. and I pretty much raise money for like his, to help his mom or to help his kids and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. we just. Uh, we we come out there and I get all my guys, everybody, people who play with them or people who play with me. Who because everybody who knows me know Cam. So mm -hmm. even at Western, all my partners knew Cam or whatever because he had come up there or we would go to Elon because he played football at Elon. Mm, okay. So and even they knew him on the football field because that dude was nice, but yeah, for food. But. So uh, we have like a big. Uh, we out there. We do like a cookout, and I put like a tent up with all his jerseys and stuff like that, and mm. uh, pictures, and we'll just have a flag football game out there, and we just 
kicking it and stuff like that. Just having fun, man. They get competitive out there, though. Mm, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. When do you usually do it? Uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Mm, okay. I'm going to have to keep that. Keep me in mind, bro. Oh, yeah, man. You know? Come on out. <laughs> Come on out, man. We, we be having a ball out there. Yeah, I'm definitely for it, man. Especially, uh, like, athletic stuff like that. That's, that mm-hmm. helps with getting my mind off mind off of things. And yeah. So. But, and, and that helps me, too, because it's like, Seeing everybody that comes out there, and like we always, I sell shirts and stuff. We always sell out, and but it's like you see everybody who loves Cam, who loves, yeah. like you see the love is always there. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. come out there, and they, and uh, so to sign up, you have to you send in like so. I'll send out a little link or whatever for people to sign up, and they'll put in like you know name, shirt size, all that you know all that stuff. Yeah. But then at the bottom, I'm like, give me a Cam memory. Mm. So, and that's dope to see, like, how Cam impacted some. Because there's some guys that are like, yeah, he coached me. Because he used to coach in middle school. He coached the high school mm. before he went off and started playing uh, arena. arena. So, he, he impacted it, all these kids, like, this probably seniors and going to college right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He impacted all their lives and stuff like that. So, I'm like, yeah, that dude, he definitely made a, like, he, yeah. he made a mark. He made he his done. mark, yeah. So that that helps me a lot too, knowing that he lived a full full life in that short amount of time. You know, mm-hmm. and in thirty three, well, thirty two years, he he squeezed it in there, boy. Yeah, he was over in China. He was going here. He was like all yeah. around the world, crossed overseas. Football. Yeah, he's yeah. seen the way he lived in New Orleans for a while, playing for uh, the Voodoo and all mm-hmm. that, man. Like, that's what's up, man. He, he squeezed it in, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that helped me a lot. I'm like, yeah, I, I still ain't. I feel like I ain't lived like that yet. I was like, man, I got to mm. get out. I got to move something. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Like, when I look at, when you hear stories about, and um, condolences, of course, to the family and everything like mm-hmm. that. Um, excuse me. When you hear stories about someone like a Cam, and then you hear stories about, even like, um, stories like when, when a Nipsey Hussle passes away, mm-hmm. that he's at a 30, age of 33, and you look at all the stuff that he went through in that short amount of time he was here on the earth. Yeah. It just made me be like, dang, like, um, even though he passed away when he passed away and, um, you know, some, some people be like, um, they'll say like, God, um, you know, like God took him cause like, I don't, I ain't put, mm-hmm. God didn't, don't intend for anybody to be murdered. Yeah. You know, yeah. like now God knows that it's evil people out here. And so mm-hmm. he'll put people in certain journeys based off of, um, their life circumstances and situations yeah. like that. But God doesn't intend death on anybody. He don't want nobody to get out of here mm-hmm. early. But you have cases like like a hustle to where like he lived through so much different stuff to where it's almost like he lived like a like a seventy year old. Yeah. All the yeah. stuff he went through, all the places he traveled, the experiences he went through mm-hmm. to where for someone like myself that's in that age now, I'm like, man, I got work to do. Like yeah, it's it's yeah. it's so much opportunity <laughs> that I haven't even touched yet. Yeah. And so I would imagine it'd be the same with you with Cam where it's just yeah. like man, like it's it's um motivating in a sense mm-hmm. for you if you're still here yeah. because the legacy lives on not just through like his family, um it, like you said, all the the people he was teaching in middle school, mm-hmm. coaching in middle school and high school, like you see the web yeah. of all the people he affected that that live on for him, you know. Yeah. So his it spirit lives it, on. It make you. It's like it. It's like what am I doing? Like what am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> am I impacting people's lives and stuff like that? And you don't go. You don't try to go out and find people that you. I, hey, I, hey, I'm about to impact you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that you just want to do it. Are genuinely. you ready for this? <laughs> he, he, he did it so like. It was so genuine. It was like, yeah. It was like, oh yeah, 
oh yeah, I got you. Like mm-hmm. he, like no second thought. He'll give yeah. you uh, the shirt off his back because he did for me one time. <laughs> literally, <laughs> like uh, so it was a, a shirt he had, and I, I still got that shirt in the house. And I, I was like, well, it was like a little sweater. And he came, uh, we was at work, and he said, I said, but I said, that's what a five right there. He said, you want it? Mm. I said. Yeah, <laughs> took it off, gave it to him. He like, I got another shirt in the car. Mm, <laughs> word. I said, bro, I like that dude. He was just mm. like, man, literally gave you the shirt off his back. Yeah, for real, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, you were meant to see that too. Yeah, like to pass that on. Like, yo, this man literally gave me the shirt off of his yeah. back, and that's how. I mean, that's how I feel like. That human experience on this world should be. We're here, like I tell you all the time, like that Liberty Mutual commercial that actually got it right, where it's like you see the the dude that gets into um, you know, his he gets a flat tire and somebody somebody's helping him fix his tire and somebody's watching that and that person watching that is the person that opens the door for somebody. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you see the continuation yeah. of gratitude carry on. Mm-hmm. That's an, that's originally what we are here for. We are nothing but human energy transmitters spreading yeah. good energy. Whether it's good or it's negative, sometimes we fall into a negative state, yeah. um, and that keeps us in a stagnant area. But we are here to flow off of love and, and really spreading that. Yeah. And so that's a perfect example of that with somebody like that. Because as you've seen, when it was his time to transition, um, the proof is in the pudding with yeah. his funeral. Yeah. You know how many people came and turned out, yeah. and then and still with what you're saying, and it was still cars. You know how Booger Town is. It was cars mm. like all at the park. Park was filled up with cars and mm-hmm. everything. Like, and yeah, it, it was like he, he definitely impacted a lot of people. Boy. And I'm like, man, that's I said, that's it's just fire to me knowing that. Like, yeah. oh, like how can you just touch every all these people in so many states and even in different countries and stuff like that? Because even when he passed away, China put out a uh, China Arena Football League put out a whole article about him saying mm-hmm. how good he was and how lighthearted he was and how mm-hmm. fun he was because he'd be dancing with the cheerleaders he'd be out there <laughs> like, he'd be out there like while the cheerleaders in the middle of the uh the field he go out there he might be out there dancing with him and all his yeah uh, yeah selling hard yeah just just having a ball just having a good time and i mm-hmm. feel like he and we uh, I always tell people like i think he knew because he knew he wasn't gonna be here long because he used to post stuff now going back looking at it and he he used to always post the uh, Martin Luther King, like I've made it to the mountaintop. Mm. Like he he went to China one time and he posted he got a picture up and he's holding his hands up and he actually got my shirt on. Mm. One uh, I had uh, what is it, like Mason uh, it was like Moonshine Johnny or something like that Mason Jar Johnny or something like mm. that that I, I I made these shirts and he had it on and uh, but under it he was like I might uh, I made it to the mountaintop. And then just going back and reading that whole thing and saying, like, I might not get there with you. Mm. But I was like, it kind of, I was like, man, it's, it's kind of weird and kind of eerie a little bit. But I, I feel like he, I feel like he knew. That's why he tried to squeeze it all in. He's like, I'm going to do everything I can. Because yeah. he slowed down. Uh, and he's just he was just working. He wasn't playing football no more and stuff like that. So he was just chilling, trying to take care of kids and stuff like that. Mm. But. I think he, I think he felt yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like some people, like Nipsey's mother said that about him, um, that she felt like he knew. And she said she felt like something was going to happen because, like, mm-hmm. um, he was in a stage of, like, um, he was nesting or, or in a sense of, like, clearing stuff out of the home type mm-hmm. of stuff. I do feel like that. I feel like um, if you are in tune with it because, like, as you were saying, with your gut, 
um, it's three things that you can listen to. You know, it's your it's your gut, your natural mind, what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's the Holy Spirit that mm-hmm. I feel like is God talking to you, and then it's the enemy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do think like how cartoons have that. That's real life. Yeah. Like you yeah. have yourself. Your thoughts, you have the enemy trying to talk to you, then you have God trying to stir you in the right direction as well. Mm-hmm. And I think they reveal those things. And then if you're in tune with it, he probably may have felt a sense of like, okay, like, um, maybe I may not be on this earth for that long. Yeah. So while I'm here, let me make sure to make it count. Yeah. And so I take that and with what people like the story of as I'm getting with with camp and mm-hmm. like I said with people like a hustle or anybody who dies out early, you know, yeah. like even with Pac, you know, like Pac definitely knew. Like he knew he even if he wouldn't have gotten into that situation, um in, in Vegas, like he had a sense of he wasn't gonna be here long. Yeah. Like yeah. and so dealing with people like that, it shows me Cause you look at him, he's 25. Look at all the people that he impacted when, mm-hmm. when Pop passed away. Um, it shows me as a man, like I want to live in a, in a, in a sense of whenever my time is. Um, and I want to be old out here. Yeah, like I'm yeah. trying to be, I'm trying to be 60 yeah. out here at 78. Like I'm trying to, cause I feel like I'm just starting to have fun. Like I'm stuff's just really starting to click to me. Like 20, twenties was a blur thirties. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to like figure it out right now. To where like when I'm when I'm 40, 50, like it's really like, you know, it's, it's you know, I feel like you have more fun if you really allow it mm-hmm. when you get older, you know. And let so, yourself let yourself get mm-hmm. seasoned and, and and learn more and stuff like that. And just take that time, man. I I want to be old sitting on a on a porch retired somewhere. Yeah, I want to be kids. on a farm somewhere, man. Or, or, or going out with my boys, man. They be older. And they taking me places. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey, Pops, we going to so-and-so. Are you trying to go? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to be like. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, come, come school, man. I ain't driving today. I'm the <laughs> same way, bro. I want to, like, you know, I, I think I had to because, like, I come from, like, a country setting of like like I said, my pops being from Belmont and then mm-hmm. like my mom being from the country in the outskirts near Wilmington. Okay. Um and then me being born and raised to here in Charlotte, I've always had that mixture of both worlds. Yeah. Like Charlotte has given me the best of like I'm someone that is part of the new era of like, of course, I like the hustle and bustle of city life. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I can get my hands dirty and yeah. work with some cattle at yep. the same time. And I, and I yeah. still enjoy the outdoors and, mm-hmm. and working hard and, you know, just having a good time with stuff like that. And so when I'm older, that's how I want, you know, I want to have a spot in the city and then in the outskirts somewhere. I want to have mm-hmm. my farm where I have my, my cows and stuff like that. Just. Just chilling on the porch, man. Yeah, that's what I tell my wife. I'm like, man, I want a house in the country, man. Like, just big old yard that I can go, you know, mow the yard. Or yeah. Like cut the grass and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just smell that grass and stuff like that and that clean air. But my wife don't like uh, animals and, like, snakes and stuff like uh, that. yeah. <laughs> like, well, you can get stuff for that. I mean, you can get stuff for that. And then get certain animals for it as well. Like, you, know? you, you, you would have trained killer right now. I don't, I don't <laughs> kill it all. Snakes, possums, and everything. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and, and most of them was in my house. <laughs> <laughs> you determinated your daggone self. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't kill so many. Me and my brother, me and Cam, we kill so many possums mm. in the house. You ever ate possum? Huh? You ever ate possum? My my mom them used to. Mm. Uh, they said so back in the day they used to uh, get a possum and, and fatten it up mm-hmm. and put them on Thanksgiving or whatever. Uh, put it put it on the table with an apple in his mouth. Oh, you shaking head, Kevin? You ate some possum? Ah. Uh. They say they say it's great. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so I won't find out. That's what's up. I've never had it. I've never had it. I know a dude used to have um, 
he was telling me about possum stew and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like I thought he was joking, but he really does like put it in a stew. I've, I've had like deer and stuff like that. Yeah, deer jerky. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I've definitely uh, had some deer. Other than that, I, I ain't had no possums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Me neither. I ain't had nothing like it either. But going back to what we were saying, um, dealing with, because um, I wanted to talk about. Closing out this interview, your legacy. You know, you deal with people like um, how you dealt with, with with your brother Cam, and that um, something that you'll continue to go um, through. You yeah. know, being um, still here on this earth, living for him. Mm-hmm. You know, your legacy as who you are as Belmont John. Um, I would imagine, like myself, um, at the end of the day, um, you want to at when people come, whenever that time is, whether, um, you know, for me, I want to, like I said, to be older later on in life. Um, people come into my funeral be like, man, that dude was a genuine dude. Yeah. He did a lot for the community. Yeah. What Where's the legacy um, when it comes to Belmont John? And what's next on the agenda when it comes to, um, you know, we I know we have the Skinny J event coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, Music-wise, what is what has been going on in the agenda for the second half of the year? Uh, I'm, I'm working on my album So right now me and Cuzzle We working on something together So that should be coming out I'll say by the end of uh, August mm, you know, Okay so, uh, But we have like a little something. Maybe some previews at Skinny J event maybe? Uh, I think so I maybe think we're going to preview little Maybe one yeah, but, uh, I'm hoping <laughs> and, and then other than that I'm working on my album Uh no, I could just go ahead and tell everybody the, the name is Bill My John. Yeah, or, <laughs> as it you, should be. Yeah. You know, so I'm switching the name. I might as well just yeah. name my whole project. That's a smart Bill My yeah. John. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm I'm working on that. Just it's just I'm just trying not. I try to elevate every project. Mm. So I try to get better. I don't. And if if it's not sounding better than this one, I'm you probably won't hear it. So <laughs> it's great. it may take me a while because mm. I, I, I take a long time with albums like that's two fun. and three. But that's yeah. because like I record so much and it's like I'm recording so many songs and if the feeling ain't there or I, I feel like I'm trying to because sometimes you know you can listen to whatever you listen to at the time you know albums coming out you start sounding like that you're like I'm wow like this ain't even mm-hmm. me and then my wife is that's a tough critic right there boy. yeah man, <laughs> that's my, what you need though I that's swear good. man my wife mm-hmm. she'll tell she me like, trash you. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, God, like, this, is, like, this is my baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, don't understand. you know how many hours I was in the studio with this? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll start trying to explain myself. I'm like, I said, but you don't understand what I'm trying to do in this song. <laughs> See, I'm trying to do. She's like, mm-hmm, yeah, but it's trash. <laughs> yeah, like, then, I understood exactly what you were trying to do. It's then trash. I listened to it some more. I ride to it. I'm like, this is trash. I'm like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> but, but I'll I'll find. Uh, it's like I'll. I'll Record some uh, a couple songs, and but then it's I'll start finding my mm. my foot and like okay, this the vibe, this the yeah. vibe that this album's gonna be. You know, mm. it's I don't ever want it to be like I'm just throwing stuff on albums, stuff mm. like that. I want yeah. it to all go together and all make sense. You mm. know, yeah. But yeah, that's that's probably about it. Just my album, and I might get out start. Perform a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, that's dope. I mean, going back to what you said with that album, that's dope that you said that because you're the first one who said that when it comes to um, a vibe for making sure that the vibe is right for the whole album. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that has been firstly said by you here because um, we get it with the artists. Um, of course, you want the vibe for the song yeah. and like, but um, 
rarity rarely do have i heard that where and of course i know artists do that mm-hmm. not saying that the artists that we've had on here um don't do that but you're the actually the first one that said that where i tried to make the whole tone of that album because mm-hmm. then you get a lot of artists where uh, especially if they want to put stuff out quickly yeah. um we hear it all the time some some vibes they'll they have a bunch of different vibes. i mean you probably yeah. went through that yourself like you yeah. you put as you're putting projects together you have totally different types of songs on mm-hmm. the album because you want it to just be an album of just yeah. good songs but then i guess as you mature and, and you get older as you have with um the maturity of an artist the artistry that you have you want the whole thing to be cohesive mm-hmm. as, yeah. as a vibe like everything just meshed together like From, a nice meal like i told you i'm a thinker so everything that i do is like calculated like mm-hmm. from even like the marketing and to like it's even with the like like how i put the songs on the album like i want the songs to go like so even i may reference a song in uh like one song say on track two or something like that but mm. it's i'm talking about this song that's gonna be on track eight like mm. track eight so mm, like, they don't, dang, people yeah. don't catch that but it's just fun things i like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah just yeah. The, it's like I don't know. It's like training, like working out your brain and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Trying to do different stuff like that. But. I'm back to this now. Mm-hmm. Track eight. This yeah, is what yeah, I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I remember what I said on that last. Yeah, that's dope though. I, yeah. yeah, but uh, like I said, I just I think too much sometimes. <laughs> like even when it comes to like bars and metaphors and stuff like that, mm. I'm like, I wonder if people understand what I'm saying sometimes. Mm. Sometimes I think the ones boy, that got the air for it understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, my boy Nick, he. He'll come and he'll hit me up because he's he's a he's a tough critic too. So I'll send him the album, and he won't hit me back for like two weeks. Mm. And then he'll hit he me be back. studying that thing. No, he he he'll go through it and he'll hit me back. He'll be like, okay. <laughs> and then I and I was like, what you think about it? And he'll send me a text message where he done text a whole bunch of people. And, and <laughs> his boy going crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like so I appreciate that. Like, uh, but he's also the type. Like that's why I appreciate about my friends. Like they they rock with my music so much, mm. but at the same time they'll tell me, "Man, you still ain't shit." Yeah, <laughs> so keep it like, real I need, with I you. I need that. I mm, need that. So, need that balance, man. But yeah, when it comes to like the projects, though, I just I just try to find that 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 like you said cohesiveness and, mm. and just try to make a good product that'll last. Not I don't want it to be like here now and just gone I, I want you to be able to listen to it like years from now and be like well I, really i wanted to age like you know like wine really mm-hmm. like when you hear you be like that was a good song let mm-hmm. me go back to that like <laughs> years <laughs> later still hitting because it's a like i'll look at my um you know you they'll send you like you know what people listening to and stuff like that mm-hmm. where you know houston is my biggest market Mm. So and that's that's I'm like who's in Houston? I don't know <laughs> in Houston. But uh they'll be listening to stuff off Creekwater Hymns, which was like my second album that came out like two thousand fifteen. Mm. And they like they'll be listening to uh like really old stuff real for real. But and I'll be like, Man, like why why is everybody gonna make it I got new stuff out, but the mm-hmm. new stuff is doing well, but it's yeah. like they still they still like that old stuff. It's all the same. Like I, I don't know what it is. It's just yeah, people I, gravi- but I, but gravitate I, I, to what they gravitate to. You know. Yeah, I, I don't, whatever you listen to. Mm. If you're listening to me, 
God bless you. Yeah, like, for sure. Shout, shout <laughs> like, to you Because it's a long time coming with people and nobody was listening. So I'm just mm-hmm. glad that people listen. That's why when people like people hit me up, they be like, man, I heard your album, man. It's fine. I'm like, but thank you for listening. Yeah, for sure. I'm like That's yeah. all I can say. Thank you for listening, man. Like, if you rock with it, if you don't rock with it, just thank you for listening, man, because... Yeah, hey. too. Yeah, too. At yeah. the end of the day, I mean, especially in today's day and world, today's day and age, where it's so much um, people with ADHD out here. I mm-hmm. mean, it's so much stuff to grab your attention. Yeah, for someone to actually take the time. That's why I'm very appreciate. Anybody would be like, "Yo, man, I watched the podcast, man. I appreciate it." Yeah. Like because like it's so much different stuff out here to grab a nigga's mm-hmm. attention. Um, for you to take the time to actually watch, even if it's just for twenty minutes, even if it's just yeah. for. 10 minutes even if it's just if you watch the whole thing like good looking out dog for sure because like i know like i i know how this world is mm-hmm. you know like you can get lost in the sauce and go down to youtube you could be watching my thing go down to youtube rabbit hole be yep. like dang I'm, I'm looking at knives now like you know for real like you get lost YouTube in the sauce sick. like same thing with music like it's so much yep. music out here it's so many creative people out here um you know and and it's i don't even think it's like um intentional with people not listening to certain things, I think it's a combination of both people be flaking. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's so much stuff out here. I think sometimes people just get lost. Mm-hmm. And just be like, oh, dang, I forgot like that happened. So for you to take the time to actually listen to stuff, support the, the community, me, man. man. Yeah, it means the world to me as well, bro. Like, for sure. Man, like, I, I swear, like, people, like, when they hit me up or something like that, like, I, I'll tell them, like, really, nah, I know people say, like, this shit means a lot to me. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this shit is fire that you listen to my. Sh- I'm like, people are really listening to this. That I'm stuff that I make up on while I'm driving or while I'm fishing or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these are just thoughts in my head that I have to get out because being a creative person, like, because I edit, I edit videos, I do my own videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mix and I master most of my stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I need to do. I need to learn how to make some beats, but other mm-hmm. than that, I, I can I can put. Uh, I can put a song together. So say like if I want this bridge right here, I could like cut it up. Mm-hmm. So and Vader always told me he was like if you can do that, you can you can make a beat. I was so. just about to say that if you're <laughs> doing all that, then you could probably the 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 beat making process because you're already a part of the production mm-hmm. process. Yeah. Like and only then, thing missing is the beat making. Like yeah. you can and then simply I'll call, do that. I'll call people to like put instruments on it. Like uh, I called my boy Elliot yours to put. Uh, the saxophone on I call it uh, Emmanuel Winter to mm. put the violin on one of the songs mm. and yeah you're already in the production process it's like I, I just listen to it I'm like it's, it's missing something it's missing something and then mm. I'll see I'm like man I, I need a saxophone so I call Ellie and yeah. he'll do it no problem or I'll call uh, my cousin Jordan he'll put some organ on it mm. or a piano he'll hear something he'll be like yeah it needs this and then he'll tell me or, or I'll put a guitar I love electric guitar Mm-hmm. I, I want to put electric guitar on every song <laughs> if yeah. I could, but I love electric guitar, man. But just to give it that 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 southern feel, that mm-hmm. that production, I want it to be a whole like sonically. I want it to be like a, a amusement park in your ears. Mm-hmm. Like I just want you to just go. Like man, this like is, a cinematic moment. Yeah, like, I want because mm-hmm. I see like it's. I don't know what it's called. Like the colors, and that's also how I do yeah. my album. Like with I see colors in music. Mm-hmm. So uh, so when I'm doing my album and stuff like that, I like all the blues and stuff like that. I try to keep all the blues and stuff kind of away from each other because those, mm. <laughs> like, but 
as far as like you know the bright songs and stuff like that and it's like the it's the bright and the dark songs and stuff like that but it's mm. it's like I said, I think too much. But yeah, that's some but. that's some Pharrell stuff. I think Pharrell can do that as well. Like he he sees the colors of the sounds, and I think him, Mary J. Blige talked about it as well. Where it's like they're seeing the colors of certain things. I know a couple of people like that. But yeah. even when I edit my videos, I try to tone it to that. So if you watch the Soul Food video, it's bright and color all these colors in it and stuff like that because that's mm. what I saw when I made the song. Mm. And in uh like a can of oil video, it's a, a song about like, you know, people just out here trying to get it. Yeah, and, I like that know, song. It, so mm. it's like with cuzzle in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good video. So yeah. but the tones in it, you see there's like bluish tones and stuff into mm -hmm. it. Like so I try to like I said, I think too much. <laughs> it's all me just calculating them numbers and mm -hmm. all this stuff going and colors. It, it, and pieces, it pieces itself together, though. Yeah. And that's, that's it's dope to hear. I mean, like, you're saying you think too much, but I, I think that's a part of, like, the artist's journey. Like, yeah. so, make, some of these artists aren't thinking enough <laughs> in, in what they're putting out. You know, you're calculating what you're doing, and, you know, it shows in your whole process. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not just putting music out you're making mm -hmm. sure everything is cohesive even to the video yeah. you know some people put videos out it does not make sense with this song yeah. and so I, I like to hear that i like to see that mm -hmm. i enjoy that you know people actually taking their time and to make everything mesh together yeah and so i mean that's that's what separates the boys from the men as i always say yeah, but that's taking it, it serious. took a while for me to get to that point where and and i think i think that's just getting older and getting more comfortable with myself mm -hmm. you know because yeah. at the beginning it's like you're trying to do stuff and it's because you're not comfortable with just you know you're like yeah. I'm gonna I'm do this I'm gonna do do a song like this person because mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable with who I am so now it's like in this process I've gotten a lot comfortable with myself and who I am and it's like I'm gonna give you me on this track if it and and one of the biggest compliments my my other brother gave me he was he was living at Anderson he listened to the album and he said man this feel like Belmont right here <laughs> I said that's what I went for like, what? Yeah. I was like that's all I want I said I want to take you to Belmont this I want to be like your tour guide to mm -hmm. when when you listen to my album you and I love when people say man I like uh, I ain't never been to Belmont but when I go I'm gonna ride around listen to your album I'm like yeah. That's that's dope. I was like, please do that. Cause yeah, you give you're that experience. Really feel it. I said you're gonna feel it because you're gonna see the streets I'm talking about. You're gonna see. You, know, you might see the people I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you close your eyes, just listen to it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you yeah. see it's, the water. It's a cinematic it, event. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, well-rounded, cinematic. It just yeah, it it flows perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I think that that goes to like I was saying in the beginning. Even though you've been doing it for a minute. You're in a zone right now where it's like the best is yet to come because everything is meshing together mm -hmm. um, at the right time. And so, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to see um, the continual evolution of, of Belmont John. Um, you know, it was a honor to have you on here. Well, you know, we can talk forever. We, you know, I feel like I've, you know, because <laughs> it's like I've formally met you before, but like, mm -hmm. like after conversations like this, it, it makes me even more like, yeah, this is the homie for yeah, real, for man. Real, so for real, man. definitely we'll have these conversations outside of this. Um, let people know um, your socials, ways to get in contact with you, you know, uh, streaming platforms. Yeah, I'm, uh, well, right now on all streaming platforms, it's Matrix P. But uh, it should be changing soon. But uh, if you don't, if you can't find me, just go to buildmyjohn.com. Mm. All my music is on there. All my videos, Word. everything was coming up. 
uh, Fresh Prince of Belmont on mm. Instagram, Twitter. I am Belmont John. Don't go to Facebook because that's where I'm over there talking to my mom, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm putting up pictures of my family. For sure, so. for sure. <laughs> Honor to have you, brother, man. This I is appreciate as- you having me, though. For real. Appreciate you coming, man. This is as of late. Thanks for listening to As of Late Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to As of Late Podcast on both of those. You can also listen to As of Late Podcast on Anchor.fm and Google Podcasts.